It is the trade deadline, and we have got you rocking and rolling here on Locked On Grizzlies with all the Grizzlies buzz. Memphis made a trade. Xavier Tillman Sr., no longer a member of the Memphis Grizzlies, now a Boston Celtic. We're going to break that down for you. Plus, we're going to discuss other Grizzlies that may be on the move. It may not be over just yet. We've also got bold trade deadline predictions around the league. All that and more to Michael Cole and I on this episode of Locked On Grizzlies. Let's lock in. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is a special trade deadline edition of Locked On Grizzlies. I am one of your hosts, Joe Molinax, and it's always a good day when I can say one of your hosts because that means I'm joined by my wonderful partner, Michael Cole, of the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. He's the Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for that publication. Michael, I'm happy to have you with us, and I'm happy to have you, dear listener, dear viewer, with us as well on this episode of Locked On Grizzlies. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Locked on Grizzlies is a proud member of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Like, comment, rate, review, subscribe on Apple, Spotify. Also check us out on YouTube. 3,000 followers and counting. We are very proud of that number, proud of the growth in Locked On Grizzlies, and proud to have so many everydayers that shout us out in the comments, letting us know where they're listening from, how they're checking out the show. We've gotten lots of good feedback in the last few days, and DeMichael and I appreciate that. DeMichael, uh, this is one of those episodes that kind of writes themselves, right? Yeah. Obviously, lots of trade deadline speculation and rumors going around, but the Grizzlies did something definite. On Wednesday, they send out Xavier Tillman Sr. to the Boston Celtics in exchange for two second-round picks. And when I did our Locked On Now, because we're supposed to get this content out pretty quick to Michael, I talked about the second-round picks, and I said, I wonder what the Grizzlies are going to do with that open roster spot. It was later revealed that uh, the second-round picks were not traveling alone from Boston. They were going to have some company. Whether or not he sticks around, Lamar Stevens, is another question. But the official trade... Two second-round picks, I think one in 2027 and one in 2030. Those are the stars of the show, but Lamar Stevens, for salary-matching purposes, coming to Memphis, we'll see if he sticks or not. Xavier Tillman Sr., the star in terms of contributing basketball player, heading off to Boston. It's a pretty sweet deal for X. I'm sure he's bummed out that he's leaving the place that drafted him, but at the same time, he gets to go from a team that's going to the lottery to a team that might be going to the NBA Finals. Yeah, it's it's always two parts to these things. Of course, uh, you know, uh, the on the court perspective, Xavier Tillman Senior going to Boston, a defensive minded team, uh, where his his role will be his role. You know, he won't be asked to to score 10, 15, 20 points or anything of the sort. Uh, he'll just be there to defend at a high level, and uh, he'll have plenty of scoring. Whether it's Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Derek White, we saw him shoot the ball from beyond the arc. Drew Holiday, he'll have a lot of scoring around him. So uh, a nice fit for him. And uh, now Grizzlies fans, you kind of have someone. You you know you're not going to be on the playoffs this year, more than likely, but you got someone to cheer for, kind of from afar, along with you know Mike Conley and uh, you know guys like that. So that's that's one part of it. And 
you know, we talked about it on here as well, Joe, about the idea of, you know, if you can move Xavier Tillman for second round picks, you do it because at the end of the day, uh, it seems very unlikely at this point that he was going to be resigned. I remember uh, we talked to him. Uh, I talked to him before around the beginning of the season and he basically said that there were some extension talks, you know, with the Grizzlies, but uh, not much. So uh, you, you kind of got the sense at that point that a contract extension wasn't to come. He was going to have to play this season out. And with the way that this season has went, uh, the writing kind of became on the wall. But there's the human part of it, too, uh, where, you know, when you get to know these guys and you be around them a lot, Xavier Tillman. And I know we say this a lot of times when guys get moved, but yes, it was the same way with Tyus. And I really mean it with X, too. They're, they were both just two of the best guys. Uh, in that Grizzlies locker room. I mean, Xavier Tillman Sr. was a guy I could always go up to. And, and you just, you from a reporter's perspective, you miss those guys who really uh, give you the the real, you know, as I like to say. Xavier Tillman was a guy I could go to and say, what do you think about the rebounding right now? And he's not going to say, oh, we just got to keep working at it. We got to get better. There were times he straight up told me, Joe, we suck at it right now. I mean, his words, he said, we suck at it right now. I'm like, well, what do you have to do? And he would break it down. Hey, when this guy goes to get the rebound, this guy has to come from this side to help him out. And it's easy as a reporter to kind of relay that information to our viewers here or whether it's my content and commercial appeal. So it's like uh, you miss those type of players because that's not every player. And Xavier Tillman is one of those guys. Uh, we, we know the family expect. You know, he's Xavier Tillman Sr. <laughs> at his 25-year-old young age. But, mm-hmm. uh, yes, he has kids. Uh, and, and the guy is super family man. Like, he he is probably as family man as they come at his age. And, and just to put it in perspective, I'm sure some of you saw the interview. Uh, I believe – I forget who the Grizzlies reporter was. I believe it was Kelsey Wright. It may have been Jessica Benson. Uh, but it, it, it was Jessica Benson, I believe. But but somewhere in the grind scene, uh, media, uh, Laura asked uh, Xavier Tillman Sr. if he could have dinner with one person dead or alive, who would it be? And you listen to it, Joe. Most of the players are saying, oh, Barack Obama, Jay-Z, mm-hmm. Tupac. You know, the typical answers. You know, some, someone like Nelson Mandela or something right. like that. You know what Xavier Tillman said? He said his wife. He Aww. said his <laughs> He said his wife because he doesn't get to spend much time with it throughout the NBA season. That tells you everything you need to know about the guy. Great guy. Uh, he was a great locker room guy with the Grizzlies. Everyone, if you don't know, I mean, I saw it firsthand. Him and Jaron were oh so close. Like, literally one of the last moments we had in the locker room with him and Jaron was we were, we were joking about the fact that he didn't uh, name Jaron the godfather, you know, of his kids, of any of his kids. And, and X is like, oh. Him, Godfather, like, you know, Jaren, he's like a big kid. So he's like, mm-hmm. him, Godfather, please. And Jaren's talking, oh, they love, you know, like him calling inside. He loves, they love him because he's the uncle and all that stuff. <laughs> so those two are really tight, man. And, and you know, you that's kind of, you know, what you have to think about when you make these moves because their relationship goes back to Michigan State. And um, and now, you know, they're, they're going to be in different places. But all in all, uh, the Grizzlies, it was always the deal, Joe, is if you trade Xavier Tillman Sr., get something back, get some assets. And it's 27, 2027 to 2030, so it's a while before we see what those become. But at the end of the day, uh, you didn't let him leave after this season for any, for nothing. And for a team that, you know, obviously you hope the salary cap will continue to go up as the NBA is successful, there's talk of expansion, yeah. those sorts of things. You're going to have to keep paying John Morant, Desmond Bain, and Jaron Jackson Jr., and they're going to keep getting paid more and more money. Like we'll eventually talk about these three guys 
like they're talking about Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green in terms yeah. of money. Like, are they going to take pay cuts and things like that <laughs> to stay yeah. competitive? We're not there yet, obviously, but my point is those second-round picks, they could be trade fodder. They also could just be a way to build your roster uh, when mm-hmm. you have three max contract guys uh, on your roster still in 2030 potentially because we have to remember in 2030 – John Morant's going to be what 30, 31. Yeah. Same yeah. thing with Jaron. Dez will be 32. Like they'll still be. Yeah. That's roughly theory. back end of your prime. Yeah. Correct. So it's not like it's that crazy to say they're going to need second rounders to help fill out a roster. Um, I thought it was good value for Boston, too, to be honest with you. It's one of those trades that, you know, not there doesn't have to be a winner and a loser. I think the Celtics get somebody who's very good at something very unique, but yeah. something that Boston desperately needed. There are a few guys in the NBA that can be classified as bigs that can legitimately say that they have had the opportunity to defend both Nikola Jokic and LeBron James and do so in an admirable way. He certainly isn't stopping those guys because who's stopping LeBron and Jokic? But if you watch the game and Denver Nuggets people pointed this out, people that uh, cover the Lakers, this is a smart pickup by Boston. Mm -hmm. It's a very specific skill set. He's a guy that series to series, you need to slow down Joel Embiid in the second Remember round. Remember Carl Anthony Philly. Towns, yeah. Carl Anthony Towns, whatever the case might be, Tillman can do that better than a Porzingis, better than an Alf Horford at this stage of his career. You can put X out there and he can give you that effort. So like you said, a specific role for him. I think that's going to be wonderful to see. It's great that he has a chance to compete for a championship. And then he's going to be a free agent and he'll probably be in the mid-level exception kind of yeah. realm for money. Memphis, clearly, you know, we've talked a lot about Brandon Clark here on Lockdown Grizzlies. I don't think that they're concerned about the Achilles. I think they're thinking he's going to be just fine. Otherwise, they wouldn't have traded away basically their two centers on the roster. I think they think Brandon Clark's going to be back sooner rather than later, which is, you know, exciting news if you're a Grizzlies fan. Uh, but Xavier Tillman may not be the only Grizzly that's going to be on the move, right? There's still trade deadline possibilities. Obviously, uh, the risk that you run recording a daily podcast is that the, the, the episode might be moot at 7 in the morning. But at the same time, we're going to talk about other names that could be potentially on the move uh, coming up next here on Locked On Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Locked On Grizzlies is brought to you by Nissan. Uh, Nissan has an amazing, amazing product that's for all of our listeners, and you should consider giving it a shot, especially if you're the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further. Have you ever wondered what adventure could be around the corner coming up next? If you've ever been in that boat, our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level, like the 2024 Nissan Rogue, the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder, the 2024 Nissan Armada. Especially the Rogue is perfect for city drives and great escapes. You can go with a class-exclusive Google built-in that is always updating assistance to call on for anything that you could possibly think of just about. The Pathfinder has 284 horsepower, up to 6,000 pounds of towing. So many options with Nissan. Make sure you're checking out the Nissan Rogue, the Nissan Pathfinder, the Nissan Armada. Take either of those and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. When we come back here on Lockdown Grizzlies, other Memphis players that might be on the move. Stick with us. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I'm Joe Mullinax, joined by DeMichael Cole of the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. He's the Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for that publication. 
You should already be following DeMichael on X. If you don't, you most certainly need to here in trade deadline season at DeMichael C. You can follow me on X at Joe Mullinax. We're excited to have you with us here on this special edition of Locked On Grizzlies. And DeMichael, Xavier Tillman is gone. We wish him well. Uh, as you mentioned earlier in the show, really a solid dude all around. I can relate to him. Uh, you mentioned the interview saying that he would want to have dinner with his wife. I, I can relate to that, both in terms of being very busy at times and then also having small children. You don't really get very many date nights. So yeah. I, you know, he was probably one of the more relatable Grizzlies players for <laughs> me and my washed uh, state of life. Um, but he is gone, right? Yeah. John Conchar remains, at least as of this recording. Zaire Williams, Jake LaRavia, David Roddy. All sorts of different names that have been floated in the past that could potentially be on the move for the Grizzlies. Who do we think could be realistically out of Memphis by the time the trade deadline approaches? And what is the end game for Memphis entering this deadline? Because it seems pretty clear to me that they have a very particular mm -hmm. goal over mm -hmm. the next several hours as the deadline approaches. Yeah, it's, it's the two words that we've hit on a, a hundred times over now, and it's roster flexibility. I, we said it before the deadline. And I know people keep throwing out all these dream names and, and I don't want to be the Debbie Downer or whatever. But at the end of the day, I've said it from the jump, the summer, you, the moves that you want to see, be patient for the summer. Uh, but right now, it's about roster flexibility, a little move here to create a little cap space or, you know, move off of the first apron a luxury tax, whatever the case may be, a little move here to create, you know, a roster spot for you to, to add something in offseason, a little add a draft pick here for the future. It's just in case for another future move you want to make. Like, it's all about creating that flexibility right now because uh, the flexibility was very limited for a team as young as this one. Uh, going into the trade deadline. But with all that being said, uh, Joe, I'm going to hit you with a different one here. It, it got to hit you from a different angle. Ooh. We got to talk a little bit more about Luke Kennard. Mm. And, 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 here's, and here's 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 where I'm at. Here's where I'm at because everyone's not going to understand that. Uh, the, the thing is we're not talking about what he brings on the floor. Three-point shooting is plus for the Grizzlies. The results, the proof are in the pudding. When he's on the floor with Desmond Bain, John Morant, and those guys, we see the numbers have been productive. But I'm on the record. I've said, to me, if it came down to Steven Adams or Luke Kennard, because you had to move. We knew they had to move one of the bigger contracts. But if it came down to those two, I would have chose to move Kennard. I, I, I would have stuck with Steven Adams, and, and he kept him as my starting center. But with all that being said, it's that's not to say that I'm low on Kennard. It's to say that that's the decision. Because check this out. Luke Kennard has a $14.7 million team option that has to be picked up or declined at the end of the season. Declining that team option should not be an option. It's not an option. You either trade him at the deadline or you say, we're going to pick that option up and he's going to play with John Morant, Desmond Bain, and all those guys going into next season. That's the question that the Grizzlies have to answer before 2 p.m. Central, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern time. That is the question that has to be answered. Because let's put it out there like this. Yes, the Grizzlies have moved, you know, some dollars and whatnot. We've already talked about it. They're going to be in the luxury tax this, uh, this upcoming season. They're going to be a tax team. And they're going to be in the tax the year after that. So they're going to be a repeated tax team. But 
the Grizzlies are going to likely be in the first apron. They're probably going to be hovering somewhere. I, I doubt they get to the second apron, but they're probably going to be in the first apron. If they want to avoid going into the first apron, and we talked a little bit about the limitations there, and we can get deeper into it on a future episodes, but there are limitations from a team building a standpoint if you go in the first apron and then they get stricter as you go into the second apron of the luxury taps when you just so much above the salary cap. But if you de- if you decline Luke Kennard's option, then you you are you're below the first apron a decent amount. Like you can go into next season as below a first apron team, but declining his team option, like I said, that's not an option. So if that's the mentality of the Grizzlies, there are plenty of teams out there that would love to go get Adam Shooter of his caliber. And that's the decision that the Grizzlies have to battle here because I've said, look, I think Luke Kennard is a very valuable player to this team. I'm not advocating to trade him because of his performance in any way. This is strictly team building talk. And if you talk about from a value perspective, I believe that you can go get uh, shooters, maybe that won't shoot 40. You know, he led the league in three-point shooting the last two seasons. Uh, you can go get quality shooters for much cheaper than $14.5 million a year. We're just being honest. That don't play great defense. Like, it's not like he's, you know, uh, a great elite uh, 3 and D guy. So with all that being said, Joe, that's the main name. We, we talked about, you know, John Conchar, uh, Zaire Williams a little bit. It, those guys are definitely names to monitor. But I just wanted to know, what do you what do you think about the, the Luke Kennard? Because at the end of the day, I don't think it'll happen. But it's something to monitor, you know, because of the situation, the financial situation. I think Luke Kennard is probably their most tradable asset they have that's realistic. And that was true before Xavier Tillman Sr., Got yeah. moved. I think if they trade Luke Kennard, they can get a first-round pick for him for all the reasons that you just outlined. I think it was the Athletic that did their trade deadline primer and had Luke Kennard like 15th in their mm. rankings of best potentially available guys. And they made a brief statistical argument that Luke Kennard's one of the top 10 three-point shooters in the history of the NBA. Mm. And I, I would put it maybe ninth or 10th. Yeah. But if you look at the numbers, I mean, in the last three years, who shot the ball better than Luke Kennard from three? Very few people. So he is someone who is definitely a potential threat if you need spacing, if you need someone on the floor that can create room for other guys to operate. You have to respect Luke Kennard. You can't go under screens on him, and that makes you more predictable in terms of your defensive coverages. I do think that it also could be Kennard because you need a, a – it takes two to tango, right? You hear yep, Zach Kleiman yep. say variations of that mm-hmm. all the time. It takes two to make a deal. We can want to trade Zaire Williams all we want, right? Like, uh, yeah, I would love to move on from Zaire and bring in Killian Hayes for all the reasons we've already talked about on recent episodes of Lockdown Grizzlies. But if Detroit doesn't want that, it's not going to happen, right? And I think that that's important, that's significant. They are going to make moves that benefit the future more so than the here and now. And if they still believe that they can find something in Zaire or find something in Jake LaRavia, then they're going to give those guys those continued opportunities. I am of the mindset that it's time to move on from those guys. But again, Mm -hmm. if the Grizzlies are trying to sell on uh, Williams, LaRavia, those types of players, convincing a team like Toronto, the Pistons, the Hornets, the Spurs, the Wizards, getting them to take on those guys, it may not be as easy as one would think. If Memphis fans are so eager 
to move on from Zaire, what makes you think that a Washington GM person would be like, you know what? Yeah. Let's bring that guy in who severely underperformed his lottery selection <laughs> position. Um, that's just not how it works. So yeah. I, I'm with you on the Canard idea. I think that there's a lot of possibility there. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out as things go along. And of course, here on Lockdown Grizzlies, we did a special mini episode when Canard was acquired to Michael, yeah. if you remember correctly. If Canard mm-hmm. is dealt or any other major deal, no disrespect to Xavier Tillman, that wasn't necessarily deemed uh, large enough for a, a mini episode. A trade deadline-specific episode on top of this one, if necessary, will come to you on Thursday here on Lockdown Grizzlies. So stay on the lookout for that, if there are indeed any other Grizzlies on the move. But when we come back here on Lockdown Grizzlies, we are going to discuss other possibilities, trade deadline predictions, other names that have been floated out there that could potentially be on the move. Will Dallas get Andrew Wiggins? What will become of Philadelphia and Andre Drummond? All sorts of different things that could happen. Michael and I are going to make bold predictions next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, I want to let you know that the NBA trade deadline is not just fast approaching, but Lockdown Fantasy Basketball is your place for live reaction starting Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Subscribe to Lockdown Fantasy Basketball on YouTube today. Don't miss Josh Lloyd breaking down every NBA trade with analysis and insight you can only get from Lockdown Fantasy Basketball, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team each and every day this episode of lockdown grizzlies is brought to you by prize picks and i don't know if you knew this or not to michael but it is demon time on prize picks you can now win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks you can turn ten dollars to michael into one thousand dollars and that's thanks to demons and goblins that are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts you can now win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. It's fantastic to play prize picks, selecting players, the stat that you're wanting to focus on, all sorts of different opportunities within prize picks itself. And again, those demons and goblets make it all the more fun. Go to prizepicks.com slash NBA and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash NBA. Use the code LOCKEDONNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy with prize picks. When we come back here on Locked On Grizzlies, closing out the show with some bold NBA trend deadline predictions. Stick with us. Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies. I'm Joe Mullinax, closing out this episode, this trade deadline episode of Locked On Grizzlies with the Michael Cole, the Commercial Appeal, my co-host. He's also the Memphis Grizzlies beat writer over at the Commercial Appeal. Make sure you're following him on X at the Michael C. Follow me on X at Joe Mullinax, heading into the trade deadline and beyond. The Michael, uh, the time has come for some bold predictions. I know you're not a, as big of a fan of these as me. I like to stand on my soapbox and yell, and you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be right sometimes. I'll be wrong sometimes. Is there anything that, as you look at the landscape of the NBA, maybe it's a bold Memphis Grizzlies prediction, Yeah. Uh, but is there anything that, as you look at the scope of the NBA, that you think is almost a lock to happen going into the deadline at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central uh, with the trade deadline? Yeah, I don't see any stars being moved. Mm. I, I think this is depending a, on your definition of star. Yeah, 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 very much so. But okay, I'll I'll throw a couple names out there. Like mm. let's say Dejounte Murray. For so example. he's not a star to you. No, no, he is. He is. Oh, okay, I think, gotcha. I, okay, I, I okay. Think he's a star. Same right? page. I, 
yeah, I don't I don't see him uh, being moved despite all the chatter, you know, the Atlanta situation and whatnot. I don't think someone like D'Angelo Russell, you know, is going to be moved, you know, at the deadline. Uh, I think this deadline is is all about, you know, uh, getting those guys needle movers, as I like to call them. You know, uh, a guy like Tyus Jones. You know, we just saw Monte Monte Morris, uh, Monte Morris get traded from Detroit. And now he's going to be the backup to Mike Conley over there, which was a position that the Timberwolves needed to get addressed. That's so good depth. That's a, yeah, they turn, that's a really good trade. I, for think, I think those are the type of trades that we're going to see. It's those needle moves, potentially Andre Drummond being moved. Uh, wing guys like Tory Craig, like guys who, who are just going to fill in. And, you know, probably I think the biggest name that probably will get moved maybe is Miles Bridges. Uh, that, that might be the biggest name. Uh, to get moved, but I don't. I don't really expect any like just big New Year's Eve type fireworks at the deadline. That's my fair enough. prediction. Yeah, I would love to see Tyus Jones in Phoenix because mm. I think that he would be fascinating. I don't know how much defense would be played, but <laughs> but in but in terms of offensive explosiveness, Man. I would love to see Phoenix somehow get Tyus Jones because there's already the relationship with Washington coming out of the Beal deal. And they need a lead creator because, again, can Beal and Booker technically do it? Yeah, they can technically do it. But mm-hmm. imagine if they had an elite creator of offense and those guys could just be off the ball, off the dribble scores. Uh, I, I just think that's really a, a, a potential championship needle-moving move to bring in somebody like Tyus, who's also shooting pretty well from three himself yeah. this season. He's picked it up after a slow start. Uh, so I, I'd like to see Tyus move to a championship contender for the reasons that you just mentioned uh, yeah. with him being just a really solid guy. It would be cool to see him being in that mix, uh, a guy to root for as the playoffs approach with Memphis yeah. almost certainly being out of it. Uh, from a Grizzlies perspective, I think John Conchar is gone. And maybe that's wishful thinking. If you've been following Lockdown Grizzlies for a while, you know I've been advocating. Not, not to Michael. I want to stress that. Michael is a beat writer for the Commercial Appeal. He has opinions that aren't necessarily my opinions. It is I, Joe Molinax, that have been advocating for John Conchar to be moved on from. Um, He's a guy that just, in my opinion, doesn't fit what the team needs moving forward. Gigi uh, Gigi Jackson, Vince Williams, those guys have have kind of made that type of player. Not necessarily obsolete. It's always nice to have an end-of-the-rotation guy that can help you in terms of depth if things get rough. Boston could still potentially, theoretically, use a John Conchar. Uh, The Cleveland Cavaliers could use a John Conchar. Teams like that, I think, would be really interesting to see if Conchar can fit in with. I could see uh, Conchar being someone that is moved on from by the Grizzlies. And I'm curious to see what the Golden State Warriors do with Andrew Wiggins. I'm curious Hmm. to see if the Lakers decide to stand pat on D'Angelo Russell. Because Russell's played better of late, right? All this talk of LeBron James being impatient. Well, Russell's (laughs) playing some of the best basketball of his career, uh, at least of the last few years. So are the Lakers going to play that into, you know, trying to make another deal to strengthen that that group there in L.A.? That There is a potential for a flurry of activity. And if you remember last year uh, correctly to Michael, which I'm pretty sure you do, we had 12 trades on deadline day itself. (laughs) So it it could be pretty rapid fire pretty quickly. Yeah, uh, and John Conchar definitely jumps out to me. That's one where just talking to people around the league, I've, I've heard his name, you know, a right. decent amount. 
Uh, you mentioned Boston. That that I would not rule out the fact that oh, since Boston did a deal for Xavier Tillman Senior, uh, I wouldn't rule out Boston for John. But Conchar. because because Boston sent back Lamar Stevens, they mm-hmm. still have in theory they can do some maneuverability with a roster spot. Exactly sort of things. Boston can still do some stuff in and around the deadline with their roster. For sure. And a couple other teams. I think you mentioned the Cavs, but uh, the Knicks are one to monitor. Yeah. Uh, the Indiana Pacers are another team. Just Eastern Conference. Uh, I, right. I think John Conchar likely ends up in the Eastern Conference when all is said is done. Boston is definitely the team that's probably been uh, monitoring him the most. Uh, I think the Knicks are probably somewhere in that range as well. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if he's still on the team in a way it, it, it almost feels like at some point. And again, some of this stuff we're, we're talking about it at the trade deadline, but some of this stuff will be resolved in the summer. If you're right. just used to it's just the way Zach Kleiman likes to work. Like uh, he does his biggest stuff in the summer. And I feel like going into next season, at some point we're, they're going to be choosing between Luke Kennard and John Conchar. Uh not, from the standpoint of, you know, which player is better, but which player makes the most sense in terms of uh, what they need around their core uh, from a financial standpoint. And then, of course, on the basketball side. So uh, I don't expect both of those guys to be, you know, on the roster opening day next season. We we could see uh, if that's, you know, kind of decided at the deadline or if that's decided in the offseason. But, uh, yeah, the Grizzlies got more moves to make, man. The, the Lamar Stevens is probably is probably not gonna stick around here too long. Um, Victor Oladipo, like those are two spots that uh, the Grizzlies will have open in the offseason. And those are two guys that I don't think they can be aggregated with other salaries, but they can also be shipped out individually, right? Like yeah, Oladipo, yeah. that contract for the right three-team deal. You know, Zach Kleiman is pretty good at that, positioning himself. Oh, you need a third team to get this done? Here I am. <laughs> Look at this expiring contract I can help out with. So there, there's angles to be played for sure. Don't just assume that Memphis is done because they got some of their business completed on Wednesday. It'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. And make sure you're sticking with us here at Locked on Grizzlies. Again, Memphis makes a big deal. Michael and I will get together. We'll do a quick 15-ish minute episode, get it out there as quickly as we can to talk about it. And obviously, we'll have an episode for you on Friday recapping all of the craziness, as well as a Grizzlies game. I believe they play the Bulls tonight. No offense to Grizzlies Bulls, uh, the Bulls should win, right? Spoiler alert. I, I uh, The injury report, all the trade stuff, you know, it, it's not like it's getting that much better that quickly. So the Bulls are probably favored. They probably should win. But obviously the trade deadline can shake up a lot of these things as yeah. well. So we got a lot to talk about on our Friday edition of the show as the time comes. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Grizzlies part of your Memphis Grizzlies and NBA content consumption. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Like, comment, rate, review, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, as well as on YouTube. We appreciate you being an everydayer. Maybe it's your first time checking out the show. Whatever the case might be, make sure that you're making DeMichael and myself part of your everyday NBA content consumption. For DeMichael, again, I can't stress enough to Michael's one of the best, if not the best, covering the Memphis Grizzlies right now at the Michael C. Turn those notifications on. Get those updates from him. You can check out my stuff as well. We'll be giving all sorts of feedback and analysis, plus another episode summarizing it all on our next time out here on Lockdown Grizzlies. For DeMichael, I'm Joe. Make sure you are with us. Like, comment, rate, review, subscribe. Enjoy your Thursday, and we'll catch you next time on Lockdown Grizzlies. Have a good one.